you know, I feel like some people put us in that kind of missionary category where it's the uh, kind of the super spiritual that can foster or adopt. And that's, that's, that's so far from the truth. Uh, you got you can ask Chandler or Caleb, eh? Mandy and I are everyday people, uh, that have chosen to take, uh, obedience to Christ seriously. And so I pray that you'll do that, um, and, and find what your passion, what your foster care and adoption is. So good. So good. Welcome to Hope in the Margins, a podcast of Hope Community Church that is seeking to help you connect the hope of Jesus with your everyday life in the margins. This week, we have here Jeff Marberger, Jeff Marberry, <laughs> one more one less project here with me. I'm, I'm Chandler Young, college pastor at Hope Community Church, joined by Caleb Bland. Yeah, I'm over here. Yep. I'm over here. Tell, mic tell is off. what you do. Your mic is uh, off. I'm the worship pastor. Yeah, I keep my mic off most of the time. <laughs> in case I sneeze, um, worship pastor, and uh, I'm excited for today's talk. Get to, or we call it an interview talk. Yeah, whatever you want, it'll be good. It's whatever I want. Cool. We'll go yeah. with You're the boss man. We'll go with interview. That's right. Yeah. With our good friend <laughs> Jeff Marburger, not Marbury. <laughs> Jeff, how are you? I'm doing really well. Excited to be here yeah. with the men. The men. Here we are. <laughs> this is great. Well, yeah, Jeff. Just tell us a little bit about the story behind One More, One mm-hmm. Less Project and how that birthed and how for it's sure. going. Yeah, absolutely. And thank you guys so much for having me on here. I love the the local church, and without the local church, our organization wouldn't exist. Um, I don't think the heart for the organization would even exist without the local church. So I'm so thankful for this podcast and for Hope Community Church. But uh, One More, One Less Project, uh, the heart behind it, kind of that, uh, those, those two kind of phrases together is that one more foster parent um, raised up from the church is one less foster child without uh, direction and hope for the gospel um, in this world. And because in North Carolina, kind of where our focus is, not kind of, it's where our focus is, there's 11,000 kids in foster care and only 6,000 foster homes. And so uh, that deficit's great. And then among those 6,000 homes, um, we can't even uh, predict how many are saved or not saved. If you just go with simple statistics, I think it's what now, one out of two people would say that they're saved. And so Mm -hmm. 300 uh, of those, or 3,000, excuse me, of those foster homes would be um, Christian homes, and there's 11,000 foster kids. And mm-hmm. so our heart is to really try to encourage. Uh, the, the vision behind it is to inform, inspire, and intertwine the local church with foster care and adoption. And so that kind of came about in a, in a really cool way, looking back on it. Uh, but my wife and I have been married for, uh, it'll be 13 years in May. And so uh, the mm-hmm. second year of our marriage, um, we worked at a group home together as a live-in house parents, and uh, it was kind of my first exposure to the foster care system uh, up close, that close. You know, obviously you come in contact every day with kids that are in foster care through school and different things like that, mm-hmm. um, but just kind of seeing that um, is really looking back on it, how the Lord really started to uh, kind of till the soil of the ministry mm-hmm. that God had called us to. And so I think that's so cool, um, and, and in every person's life, 
Uh, I always try to interject this when I'm sharing about one more, one less project. Every person has that uh, kind of propensity, that that desire for something, some sort of ministry uh, that God's probably started tilling the soil a long time ago in their lives. And uh, it takes looking back to really see that clearly and to really uh, be able to understand how God works in our lives, uh, not, never fully, but to be able to just see those, those God moments. And that's definitely was uh, a tipping point for us. And then my wife and I had a, uh, a tough time conceiving a child. Um, we had gone for, for three years with, uh, without having a child. And, and um, so we decided to uh, go the direction of uh, through DSS, through the Department of Social Services, to try to, to foster children, to adopt them, and to kind of build our family that way. And that was one of the things that uh, my whole mindset has shift since then is that we're not no longer building a family. Uh, we're providing a family for these mm-hmm. kids. And so that's a huge, huge difference in how you view foster care and adoption as well. If you're doing it to build a family, that's great. Um, but the, the kind of the gospel that I've seen in all of this in the foster care and adoption world is that we're providing a Christian home and a Christian vision and uh, a heart for the gospel for these kids that need it. And so that's my heart for foster care and adoption. So fast forward um, 10 years, we've had uh, about 10 kids that have come in and out of our home over the last, uh, I guess it's been five, six years since we've been adopted. So rewind a little bit. Uh, the 10th weeks of tenth week of the MAPS class, my wife and I found out we were pregnant with, well, not we, but she was pregnant <laughs> with the biological child. Um, and, uh, and so we were super thankful for that. Just saw God's hand all in that. But by that time, he, the Lord had brought us so close to foster care that there was no way we could not go back into that world and, and, uh, and try to, to help these, these children that, that need it in their most vulnerable time. And so, uh, so uh, back to the the ten year mark, we were a part of we were a part of Hope Community Church um, from the beginning. Uh, my wife and I and our family, and it's just so cool to see the way the Lord used our story in the heart of the church mm-hmm. uh, to where it truly became a part of the DNA. It truly became a part of the the culture of uh, Hope Community Church to where yeah. there were foster parents all through it. Mm-hmm. Um, and we saw about 20 foster parents. There still are about 20 foster parents here at HCC um, that really uh, basically just heard the gospel and what we were doing and followed that. And some some were predecessors to us, some were uh, after us. But but what happened is is when we started talking about it from stage. It really became the heartbeat of the church, and, right. and you know, people hear things but don't hear things until they hear it. You know what I'm saying? And so it. that's that's uh, one of those things that we really saw uh, as beneficial to the church, and then we saw the staggering numbers across the state, and we realized that God had positioned us. Uh, very strategically in this foster care world with being a pastor for for 10 years before and then with kind of knowing the pastor's heart and being able to perceive different things and knowing that certain pastors only have a capacity for uh, all that they can do in the church. And so we saw uh, the need to start kind of, we call them cultures of foster care and adoption at churches. 
And so that's what we've done. That's what we've started to strive to do uh, in the middle of a pandemic. We we birthed, but the Lord's been faithful through all of that, and, and there hasn't been times of uh, smooth sailing all along the way. But uh, churches across North Carolina, are, I believe, are starting to uh, to really catch the vision that this is a, a, a huge need. Hmm. Yeah, that's super cool. It's it's cool to hear that story because I think we see you so much and we see you guys and lose sight of kind of what it was like in early stages and all of that. And even in the series that we're going to be in at Hope Community Church on Sundays when this is airing is I Was But Now and talking about stories of transformation. And and for me, I, I kind of been thinking about this, that God is authoring and writing these redemptive stories. And so it's been cool to see him do that, um, not only in your life, but the in the lives of the children that you've fostered and adopted. And um, so tell us a little bit about your family as far as yeah. right now. Yeah, family right like. now. Uh, my wife and I, I Mandy, uh, like I said, we've been married for uh, almost 13 years, 13 years in May. And then we have a uh, 10-year-old uh, named Cervante that just came to live with us back in December of 2020. Um, so he's the newest member of the family and the oldest. And then we have our, our biological son who is nine. His name is Beckett. And then we have Scarlett, uh, who is a Marburger now. She's officially adopted. And uh, she's seven. And I get to spank her now. Uh, I don't know if I can say that <laughs> or not <laughs> legally. But uh, uh, but then I have Isaiah, uh, Isaiah Marburger, who was our first kind of uh, – uh, experience with foster care and adoption. Right. He's five. And then we have uh, Michelle, who is uh, not quite a Marburger yet, but it's yeah. looking like it's going that way. Okay. And she is one and a half and a precious little angel. Yeah, that's awesome. That is. That, she's the sweetest. Michelle's <laughs> the best. Yeah. I don't pick favorites, but she's up there. Um, yeah. Well, that's awesome. So what would you say One More, One Less Project does on, on like a daily basis yeah. to serve the community? For sure. So cultivating culture. So we build these teams around, and, and our goal is to have champion churches in every county in North Carolina. So there's 100 counties okay. in North Carolina. Uh, so this coming Sunday we'll be at a church in uh, Gastonia, and then in two weeks we're at a church on the other side of Raleigh. Um, so we go to these different churches, develop teams, and then we really try to train and support those teams to carry out the vision and the mission in their local body. Um, because we've seen that uh, if if there's not somebody that has uh, the 24-7 focus on foster care and adoption, it's just like anything else. Uh, like you here, if you didn't have the 24-7 on college ministry, the college ministry wouldn't be as good as it could be. If Caleb didn't have the 24-7 focus on uh, worship ministry, our worship ministry wouldn't be as phenomenal as it, as it is. And so that's really what we see. We, we want to be... Uh, and I say this humbly, but we want to be kind of professionals in that foster parent and and uh, adoption world to where we can encourage and share what we've learned yeah. um, with other people as much as we can. Mm, that's good. Giving yeah. wisdom there. Mm-hmm. That's helpful. Tell the people a little bit about how they can support you guys or ways mm-hmm. in which they can help and and partner with you for in sure. this project. And so the prayer, obviously, from our home church, from HCC, is just a huge you know, I see prayer so much clearer now than I think I would have five, six years ago just as holding us up because um, that's, like, we can't do this work alone. Like, we, 
you know, I tell that to my wife all the time. I think she gets tired of hearing it. But if it was just her and I, there's no way we could ever do um, what we do with foster care and adoption. Just the transient nature of it, the, you know, it wears you down. And so prayer is that backbone for us, uh, that pillar of holding us up. Uh, so please pray for us. Take that seriously. Write it in journals. Do uh, develop a, a more powerful prayer life if you uh, do not have one, uh, because that genuinely does hold ministries and uh, people up and together. Uh, that another way to to just be engaged and and uh, help out. So we when we go around to different churches, we try to create three teams um, within each church. It's a a prayer team, um, which is what I just mentioned. That happens here at HCC on Wednesday nights at six thirty. And so if you want to be involved in that, please contact us. We'd love to get you plugged in with our uh, prayer director, Olivia McCarthy. Um, she's one of the ones that's up here praying. It's a powerful time to be involved with. And then there's a community care aspect, which we've had um, people all throughout our body, uh, Amber Webb, uh, Lisa Darst, mm. um, just different ones that have just, you know, there's tangible needs, you know, <laughs> over right. over the holidays. I sent a panic message to uh, Amber uh, just about our laundry, as silly as that sounds. We got five kids, and and the the laundry was just piled high, and I was looking at it, and I was just overwhelmed. And I, and we have a ministry called Loads of Love uh, to where it helps foster parents with laundry. And so I said, hey, Amber, would you mind doing a load of love for us? And, <laughs> and she came and picked them up and dropped them off the next day. And it's just it's just stuff like that is, is just such a, a tangible way that we feel people's love um, mm. and support. And so meals to foster parents, and there's so many other foster parents in HCC uh, that need these things. And so look for them, seek them out, and then force yourself in because people never ask to like to ask for help. That's one of the problems with the American church um, is that people don't like to ask for help, and we need help as much as we don't want to admit it. And so uh, that's another way to be involved. And then if you want to be a foster parent or guardian ad litem, please contact us. Let us know. Um, there's constantly kids coming into the foster care system. And with us, we're maxed out. Five kids is the, the max that you're allowed to have in your home. And so there's constantly kids coming in, and there's not always constantly parents coming in from the church. So continue to create that culture at your church, at our church, HCC. And then also, if you uh, want to financially partner with us, our organization is all uh, private donors and churches that see the vision, um, that see the need for where we're at, and they move towards that with their finances. And so that's been such a blessing um, for all the people uh, at HCC that do partner with us financially, and that's another way to be engaged. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, well, we appreciate you. Absolutely. And then one more really cool thing about the uh, Hope House, which we bought uh, five years ago when I was uh, here um, helping out at the church. Um, And we saw that as a ministry um, to the community. We wanted to bring people in. We wanted to bring missionaries in for uh, short-term relief and have just that housing availability. Uh, In Cleveland County and all the counties in North Carolina, really, uh, when we talk to social services and we, when we intertwine with the government agencies, there's always that nagging question of what happens with a kid when they age out of the system. Mm-hmm. When they hit 18, there's no group homes, there's no foster homes. They're considered that adult that's supposed to be uh, you know, responsible and, and just 
automatically know how to do things. And I don't know about you guys, but when I was 18, I probably couldn't have fended for myself very well. Um, and so our heart's desire, HCC has just given us the Hope House um, to fulfill that ministry that we set out to have for the Hope House with bringing people in and seeing them made whole um, with aged out foster children specifically. And so we want to move an aged out foster child in there and uh, really be able to uh, to minister to them, to train them in different discipleship programs, um, different job kind of programs to really make them kind of have those uh, tangible needs. And, and we're going to have a living employee over there okay. um, that, that works closely with those aged out kids, that mentors them, um, that is not a house parent, that is not a uh, an authority over them, but is more of that mentor, disciple, maker relationship. And so we're really excited about that. Again, we wouldn't be here if Hope Community Church uh, yeah. wasn't here. It's so cool to ha- see how those two stories have weaved together and uh, two organizations now that uh, I pray are doing the most good that we can. Yeah, so are there some tangible ways that people can help with that as well? Like yes. I'd imagine food or For loads sure. of love, whatever it is. Yes, and um, so we have a kind of initial... Um, we're going to be developing initial kind of move-in kits. So okay. bedding, different different things that every house has uh, that every person needs. We actually had a person in the body, Matt Silva, who owns a uh, mattress company, say that he was going to give all the mattresses for the home. Mm. So that was a huge blessing so that the kids can, you know, get a good night's sleep. And that's so important. But uh, we would love it if you would. And then... Uh, from a spiritual aspect, if you feel led to uh, to make a disciple in that close, tangible way, mm-hmm. we're going to need people to come alongside to go through uh, basic... Um, both maternal and paternal, if a, if a uh, uh, adult male, kind of an 18-year-old male moves in there, um, but to kind of just teach those basic life skills, you know, how do you, how do you raise a child? How do you, you know, make a budget? How do you go grocery shopping and make it the most effective you can? How do you do those things that, that uh, a lot of us who grew up in a uh, multi-parent home just kind of take for granted that we learned? And we, we know those things because we saw them for 18 years. Um, and these kids have been bounced around from house to house, and a lot of them ended up in group homes. And so it's just a different dynamic um, that they need to see. So those are all ways. And, and, uh, and again, the financial aspect, obviously, everything right. takes money. Um, yeah. And so we would love it if you would partner with us financially. We say that as humbly and as gracefully as we can. Um, but, uh, but that's going to be a, it is going to be an expense, but we see it as a, as a huge value to the organization. Yeah, that's great. And so if you would like to partner with One More, One Less Project, um, some of the details and website and different ways you can give and pray will be in the show notes. So we'll have that available. You can find that when this is released. But hey, we love you. We appreciate you. Love so you glad to get to hear stories of transformation, stories that we can celebrate together mm-hmm. with our local body. And so thank you. Oh, my pleasure. And if you listen to this, it's not... Uh, you know, I feel like some people put us in that kind of missionary category where it's the kind of the super spiritual that can foster or adopt. And that's 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 so far from the truth. Uh, you guys, you can ask Chandler or Caleb, eh? Mandy and I are everyday people uh, that have chosen to take uh, obedience to Christ seriously. And so I pray that you'll do that um, and, and find what your passion, what your foster care and adoption is. So good. So good. Well, we love you. 
uh, Hope Community Church and our family, listening family. So we love you and uh, take these words, these mission opportunities, and go and be the church.